Uh, the main thing I'm seeing on Facebook that a lot of people that come to us aren't doing, what's funny, you brought it up too, like the cheap leads. You have two different options to run ads on Facebook. You can do lead forms and you can send traffic to the website. Yep. Lead forms get cheap leads, but they don't necessarily, because they haven't seen a website that's direct saying we mm -hmm. buy houses. You're getting a bunch of different kinds of stuff there. Yep. Uh, also on the Facebook side, I found you need to be super direct in your ads because we're not target. We can't target the interest as much. Mm -hmm. So the ad needs to say big and bold, sell your house fast. We buy houses. So that person sees it. So you're not getting like realtor leads unless you want them. Helping hardworking real estate investors, agents, and entrepreneurs grow a better business mindset and future. This is the Carrot Cast Podcast. Now here's your host, Trevor Mock. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Carrot Cast. And this episode right here, before I hit record, I was talking to Brian, my guest, who I'll introduce you guys to here in a second. Uh, we connected late last year, and the way that we found him was this. And this will kind of set some really good context for uh, this episode is I was flipping through Instagram as all, a lot of us do. And I kept on seeing this really compelling ad pop up and it looked like a carrot or I, I couldn't see the carrot site maybe, but I saw the leads on it. And I saw this client, this investor person was getting a bunch of seller leads. I'm like, who is this company that's driving all these seller leads? And I went to look at the screenshot of a website on there and I Googled it and it was a carrot site. And, and so what did I do? I go back to the back end of our system. I look up this carrot site and I'm like, damn, this site has a ton of seller leads in it and a decently competitive market. And then I reach out to Brian, we hopped on the phone and just thoroughly impressed at his background. Uh, and you guys are going to be going on a ride today to learn how to market like a master. And you guys will hear pretty quickly how many motivated seller leads him and his company brought in just in the past month or two. Uh, it's way, 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 way more than the average investor on our system. And we'll walk you through how he does it. But uh, before we do, let me introduce you to today's guest, Mr. Brian Driscoll. Dude, I appreciate you hopping on the, on the CareCast with me. Yeah, man. Glad to be here. So like, like I was saying, uh, it, it was a, it was a fun way to connect. And this is something a lot of people ask me as, as you know, the CEO of carrot where we're, we're a decent sized company Now we're not huge. Right. But we're a decent sized company. And, and people ask me like, you know, do you still dig around on sites? Do you still dig around on the data? I'm, I'm in it every day. And that's how I get the feeling for how are things working? What's not working? And when, like I said, when I came across your stuff, it was so cool because number one, you're not reinventing the wheel, the carrot wheel, but number two, you're amplifying it better than most people in our system. And uh, dude, um, welcome on the on the podcast. And before, before we dive into that part of it, uh, give people a little bit of context, Brian. Where do you live? Um, I know you do lots of different things, but what do you focus on in the real estate side? And then we'll go to the marketing agency side here in a sec. Okay, cool. So I'm up in Pittsburgh, uh, just normal guy, got a family and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I deal with, um, I'm a digital marketing agency and I'm also a real estate agent mm -hmm. or not an agent, a realtor, a real estate investor. <laughs> one, of, one of those. <laughs> one of them, yeah. So what I did like five, six years ago, I just got into uh, real estate investing. Uh, I needed a bigger house. So I went on a Craigslist. I looked for my house and it was a wholesaler. Yep. Like, okay, made the deal happen. Boom, done. Then I, I started buying houses on wholesalers. I just buy and hold them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also have the digital marketing agency. So I'm like, well, let's try to find these on our own instead of doing deal with wholesalers. So we started, I got a carrot website, started marketing it. And that's where we're at now. Like it's, it's working and it works well. 
Dude. So what, one of the things I think would be awesome is kind of setting context for people right before we hit record. You know, you said, dude, have you looked at our site and how many leads we've generated the past month? Let's set context for that. So uh, you've got a motivated seller site with care. You've got a couple others, but how many seller leads did you guys pull in this past 30 days or so? Uh, we got a ton. I'd have to look at the actual numbers. We pulled in at least 150, 200 leads. Yeah. Which, yeah, which, and the which, funny which, thing is, it's a stock carrot site. Like, it's like we don't do anything fancy. It's, it's, it's insane. <laughs> One question that's probably popping up for people is, so you own a digital marketing agency, and the first thing that they're probably thinking is, awesome, like, why didn't he build his own site? Because you guys have the ability to. Right. Uh, you guys have the skill sets to. You, you, you know what conversion rate optimization is. You know how to drive traffic. Why did you guys go down that path and, and go with carrot versus building custom? You know what? Initially, I was just, I wanted to set something up just to test it. Mm-hmm. I, w- I wasn't getting into investing. Like I said, I just bought my house. Like I wasn't looking to get into this. Yep. And then I got a rental and then I, I'm like, you know what? Let's just stick one up. It's real low risk. I think it was only 49 bucks a month or something at the time. Yep. And I just stuck it up and just wanted to throw something at the wall and see what worked or what happened. And it can, it, it worked. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, let's stick some money behind this and see really what happens. Yeah. Well, I, I love it, man. So I'd, I'd like to start here. So we're, we're, we're going to not dive into the lead gen part yet. Uh, I'd like to kind of go back because I always love to hear the journey. I, I like to hear who the person is, kind of where they came from. We heard a little bit of it there on how you got into real estate, but right. let's, let's, let's do the digital, the digital marketing agency side of it. So um, kind of walk us through that path, man. W- when did you first get passionate about marketing and, and what has your path been there over the years? Sure. So I got into marketing probably back in like 2005, mm-hmm. uh, back in the old days, SEO, yep. like you could spam a whole bunch of stuff. Everyone <laughs> ranked. It was like, it was awesome. Yep. Um, and then I just evolved. I just started, I initially started with one of my buddy's websites. We built a free WordPress website. Uh, he was selling tool blades and we just stuck it up. We're like, Hey, let's just see. He was selling them on eBay before. Mm. That's what got me really into it. And then I'm like, okay, well you're making money. I can do this for other people too. So that's initially how I got into it. And then eventually like just learning, getting punched in the face by the search engine, pretty much yep. you'd learn. Okay. And you evolve into what really works now. And that's it. I just kind of grew and started dealing with a lot bigger age, a lot bigger clients and delivering results and people are happy. So mm. just kept running with it. Dude, so what, what, what type of companies like over the years have you worked with? Cause I know in real estate, obviously you're, you're using the same methods for yourself and real estate, but right. What, types of companies have you been working with that tends to work really well with the same methods? Yeah. You know what? I'm actually backwards. Cause I, I grew and I was working with like some of the real big companies, like big e-commerce stores, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the guys in a digital agency will start uh, doing local marketing and then try to get there. Yep. I got, I was doing that crushing it, but I'd like working with investors. Like I don't like the corporate type of atmosphere as much as investors are gruff, like right to the, just like us, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so it's like no BS. You can talk to a real person and help them out and accomplish their stuff. Um, but yeah, e-commerce, we, we had a lot of success with e-commerce. Mm. Um, and then lead gen, like the real estate and everything like that. Yep. Dude. So you're mentioning SEO a little bit earlier and I, I've been doing SEO, you know, since shoot 2008 is when I first started to kind of dive in and learn, like you were saying back in the day, you could put the, the tech, like stuff a bunch of keywords at the bottom of the site, yeah. change the text color to white, you know, or right. wherever it was. And uh, so, so the human eye couldn't see it, but the search engines could see it exactly. and it worked. Yeah. 
But like you're saying, over the years, Google has just gotten smarter to make sure that the quality of what they're putting at the top of Google is high because uh, as, as they know, if someone keeps going to Google and doing a Google search and they just get a bunch of crappy uh, results and someone's not going to come back to Google to do the search. Right. So what, what have you seen, Brian, over the years on the SEO side, um, just from a high level on how has SEO changed from the time that you were originally doing it to kind of what's best working now? Yeah, sure. So originally when we started, we can manipulate the search engine pretty much. Now mm. they've evolved. And if you evolve with them, the search engine's primary purpose is to give the best result to whatever someone's searching. Mm. So what we've found now is keep everything relevant. Like, yep. Don't try to trick them, play by their rules, provide awesome content, do everything by the books, and you're going to be rewarded. Um, and that's mainly what I found now. Like I talked to a lot of people who are like, okay, we need to rank. I'm like, no, we need to make awesome stuff. Mm-hmm. If we make awesome stuff, people are going to link to it. It's going to be relevant. We still need to optimize those pages to have the correct keywords and different things like that and structure. But it's it mainly comes down to give, don't try tricking people and deliver a high quality information to people. And dude, it, it, the funny, the funny thing is too, it's like when you, when you say it, it sounds simple, right? It's like, Oh, right. actually give people and the search engines what they want. But I think a lot of people, and we're, we're not immune to it either, but a lot of people, we want the easy way, you know, it's like, right. well, I just want to do the way that's quick and easy. And like, I just want to cut the corners on it. And that's one thing with SEO that I've found is you, you can, you can use a tool like carrot that makes some things easier right? Because uh, we do some of those foundational elements, make the sites load really fast and make them structure well. So people, people are clicking around and right. you know, link pages internally and all that kind of stuff, good title tags. But at the end of the day, you've got to be patient. You got to do things right. And um, what you were talking about there before, good, robust content that adds value. It takes work, but that's where the evergreen side of, of, that, of that comes, which is really powerful, which is awesome. 100%, yeah. And since you bring it up too, like SEO is super slow. Yep. So, and that, yep. that's where like we do the Facebook ads too. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you get SEO is like renting a house. Yep. Paid marketing is like, or no, SEO is like owning the house. Paid marketing is like renting. So they work together. You know yep. what I mean? Dude, I, I, I love, I love the way you brought that up. So you kind of broached the subject on Facebook. So dude, I've, I've got a bunch of notes that Brady and my team um, mm-hmm. got over here for me. I'm, I'm looking through all these. I'm like, I want to go to, through all these topics so bad because they're all so good. So you mentioned uh, Facebook and I know you, you do Google pay-per-click too. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah we do Google yeah. pay-per-click Facebook. Yeah. Okay. So you're doing that. Uh, you're doing Google pay-per-click Facebook and the SEO side of it is, is building. Uh, but what do you find quality of leads and kind of results between the Google pay-per-click side and Facebook side of things? Cause there is com- clearly different intent, right? A searcher yeah. on Google has an intent to solve a problem. A Facebook person has different intent. So what do you find there uh, as far as results goes and where, where are most of your leads right now coming from? That's a good question. So uh, on the numbers here in Pittsburgh, Facebook and Google, I get leads for about the same cost. Cool. Um, so we're, we're, yeah, they're, they're roughly around the same cost. We get the same amount of leads, they're like the same ad spend. So mm-hmm. they're uh, pretty relevant. There's a difference. Facebook ads, I would think Google pay-per-click would convert better because someone's typing in sell my house fast or cash yep. home buyer, all that stuff. And they have that intent because Facebook, it's in their feed. We're interrupting them. But Facebook converts into deals more for us. Cool. Uh, reason I think that is, is because on Google pay-per-click, you have your other two competitors right on top of you. So people fill out all three websites mm. versus Facebook. They're not right beside you. They're going to remarket. You're, they're going to start popping up in your feed. Yep. But we just had a deal like a couple of days ago. There's three investors. They, they found us on Google pay-per-click. And you know that person just went down the list, opened three tabs and filled mm. 
three out. Yep. Dude, that, that's such a good point, man. So with, with that said, there's a couple of things that I, I want to kind of bring up here. So with that said, uh, I was on podcast right before this and I was talking about we're in the age of credibility, right? We're in the age of that spot where people want to vet out the companies they're working with, especially for big financial decisions. And right now you're using the stock carrot site. It's working for you. It's converting. You're getting deals out of it. Um, is there anything that you guys are looking at in 2021? This is not a loaded question. I'm just curious. Is there anything that you guys are looking at in 2021 to beef up the credibility and the, the, the trust factor on that site even more to kind of stand out on that PPC? List? On the, um, carrot, what, well, to be honest, no, I, I like the carrot. I let it run yeah. like as is out of the box. I know a lot of, I probably should too. See, I'm a little bit different on the investing side though. I invest in one zip code in Pittsburgh. Yep. So all the leads I get coming to my website. 99% of them I press forward and they go to a couple guys that I know here, wholesalers gotcha. and they're, uh, and then we do joint venture stuff like that. Yep. Um, so like I see, I see somebody's website, they got like nice reviews in the carrot with like they're built like nice. You guys yeah. probably did over. I don't know who designed them. But they're, <laughs> they're sweet. Um, but me, I'm not really a design guy. And I, I, I just look at the numbers and I'm like, we're getting leads for a good cost and, and yep. they're leads that pick up, which mm. is a good point because I run, like through different websites, a lot of people will get leads for cheap, mm. but they don't pick up the phone. And then you're, you're just uh, dialing for dollars trying to get these people. Yep. I don't know what it is with Karen. It's probably your questions. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, there's a lot in there. I mean, there's, there's the way the content's structured, the way that, you know, that this, I, I could talk an hour and a half on this topic alone of the hundreds of tests and modifications we made to make that work better psychology wise. But yeah, there, there's, there's a few things. I think uh, there's a concept called pre-framing you know, that I learned years ago that if, if you can pre-frame in the person's mind, when they landed on that site, you can, you can pre-frame for them to be more conducive to working with you, then you're going to be more successful. Right. And a lot of people will look at their conversion rate on whatever it is. It could be conversion rate on a website on a postcard or whatever like awesome, amazing. That front end conversion rate's great. But then what happens is they, the, the actual conversion rate from lead to deal just falls off a cliff for many people. Mm-hmm. They're celebrating these amazing conversion rates and low, low costs over here, but then their conversion rate lead to deal is terrible. And it's it, the reason it can be so high with the carrot website is because of all that pre-framing language we put on there. It's vetting and verifying and showing you the process ahead of time. It's, it's showing you a good about page. It's having good FAQs on there. It's, you know, walking through the whole process to make sure that we're talking about you. We know that you seller are either inherited a house or you're looking to move because we look like whatever it is. So there's a lot of those, those things where the seller can nod their head and go, okay, it looks like this company can solve my problem. Number one, number two is how does the process work? How is it different than an agent? Number three, are they trustworthy? Number four, how do I take action? Right in that order. Well, dude, so let's, let's go back to the, the paid marketing. So on the Facebook side, uh, absolutely love that. <clears throat> let's, let's kind of dig in if you're uh, whatever you're willing to share here. Uh, so when you're doing targeting on there, of course you're, re- you're retargeting your Google ads, I'm sure over to right. Facebook, but what are you doing for the cold leads that are coming through the Facebook side of things? What's your targeting there and what kind of ads you run into them? Okay. So we can do a couple different things. Facebook, uh, their audiences, they pulled back like the demographics. So in the real estate, you got your phone in a special interest or special category now. Yep. So you have to go broader. But what you can do if people have a list, like the list they built, you can upload those uh, motivated sellers, stuff like that, and put them mm-hmm. in there and market those, and then build the remarketing. You can do video campaigns, have someone whoever watches fifty or seventy five percent of the video showed interest. Yep. Remarket those people. Uh, the main thing I'm seeing on Facebook that a lot of people that come to us aren't doing. What's funny, you brought it up too, like the cheap leads. 
you have two different options to run ads on Facebook. You can do lead forms and you can send traffic to the website. Yep. Lead forms get cheap leads, but they don't necessarily, because they haven't seen a website that's direct saying we mm -hmm. buy houses. You're getting a bunch of different kinds of stuff there. Yep. Uh, also on the Facebook side, I found you need to be super direct in your ads because we're not target. We can't target the interest as much. Mm -hmm. So the ad needs to say big and bold, sell your house fast. We buy houses. So that person sees it. So you're not getting like realtor leads unless you want them. Gotcha. Um, yep. Stuff like that. You know, dude. So I, I, I was pulling up your, I was pulling up your site here and later on this call, if you guys are watching the YouTube version of this, um, I'm going to show just kind of the basics of how Brian's got a site set up. Cause when he says it's out of the box carrot, like it's literally the, the stock uh, background image on the hero, um, the contents. I'm looking at the homepage. I wrote that content, so it's pretty much like it was. You did you did build out a bunch of location pages, uh, yeah. which, which I love. Are you starting to get any any rankings starting to crack on those, or is it still in the early phases? We rank number one for everything, dude. Amazing. Like type it. in "we buy houses in the city" or "sell my house fast" in any of those cities, we're number one. Yep. Well, it so, fluctuates one or two. Yeah, yeah. So so we got Beach View here. Yeah, right there. So we buy houses in Beachview. You rank number one and number two in Google. Um, and then the other sites below it look like carrot sites from some from first glance. Uh, the second yeah, one. Yeah, there's a lot of carrot sites is. in Pittsburgh. The top websites in Pittsburgh, I'd say I the top three out of five are carrot sites. Yep. Dude, you've got you've got two of the you've got two of the top I three know, there uh, for that phrase. That, that's awesome. So when you launch those location pages. <clears throat> just kind of walk people through the basic process of what you did there. Like what, what did you do to launch them? <clears throat> and what have you done in basic uh, steps to get those puppies ranked high? Sure. So what we do, it's um, I'm targeting phrases like we buy houses in Pittsburgh or we buy houses yep. in the beach, whatever the, whatever the area is. And then also sell my house fast. So we make sure that the, we optimize the content. You have to number one, write unique content. You don't want to <laughs> use the same content on all the new pages. Yep. So we write unique content and then I'm mainly making sure in the title tag says we buy houses, like I'm in Bethel Park, we buy houses Bethel Park in the meta description in the body content and make sure the content is, is good. Don't just go pay like a $2 an hour person to write content just to have the content. You want to have content that people read and tells them what you do. And dude, so I'm, I'm going to share my screen really fast and we'll, we'll bounce back out of the screen share because I, I want people to not overcomplicate this process. So what Brian had walked through guys this one here is his um, North Hills, um, Pennsylvania page. Right. And so I'm assuming he probably went through, duplicated the homepage, but then started rewriting all that content. And you can see here, he didn't swap out that background image. So uh, that's an optimization point, right? A, a lot of people look at it and go, well, well, maybe I won't do that either. I don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. that. That's what we're showing you. You don't have to do that. But the option is there if you want to further localize it and further make it stand out. So you can do that if you want. But this content here, it's really simple. So we're not talking writing 2,000 word pages, you know, Th right. this here. Uh, it's probably not a crazy competitive city. So you don't have to have as many words in this one. If you're trying to rank for, for Philadelphia, you're probably going to have to have more than three or 400 words on that page. You, you might need to have eight, 900 words on it. But this year, my guess is we're probably pushing maybe 300 words in this one because it's a less competitive page, but you've got really good, robust stuff. So now let me click through this Mount, uh, Mount Lebanon one. You can see this one looks different. Uh, this one happens to have even fewer words on it, uh, but same thing. It, it's probably a very uh, small city, very targeted, <clears throat> probably not crazy competitive. He's ranked number two in Google for that one. Uh, but when people do search that, they're highly, highly targeted. 
like insanely targeted lead. <clears throat> and this person is going to convert way better than a, a generic lead. So I just wanted to show that really quick, um, Ryan, that I think a lot of people overcomplicate the process and you're just going, yeah. let me just execute and we can always modify later. Execute yeah. now, modify later. And you're right. People do. Everyone gets held up in the design. I'm like, get the leads first, find mm -hmm. out what works. And then you can make things pretty if you want to. But a lot of times you don't need to because just because, okay, think about the person that's getting a hold of you. They want to sell their house. Yep. They want to do it quick. You're just trying to build credibility. They're not looking for a big, they don't want a big outfit anyways. They don't want a big corporation coming in. They mm -hmm. want the local guy down the road. That's an investor. Yep. I love it. Dude, so there's there's a couple bullet points popped up here. And we might kind of rapid fire through some of these because all of these would be so valuable for people. Yeah, cool. So um IPs, IP addresses and, and spam and PPC. What do you what are you guys doing there to prevent potentially competitors or just people uh clicking the crap out of those ads? Yeah, I use clicksees. Okay. And then automatically they just like I block their IPs immediately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and that's just what I use. Is is that a click and then cease like C E A S E? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Click C E A S E. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So like literally like you can set rules, like someone clicks your ad twice, then they block the right, but you can set whatever you want, but that's what I use just to, cause clicks are like 30, 40 bucks sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're a lot on Google. And dude, I've, I've seen, I've seen people where their competitors literally clicking that same darn ad over and over again. They, they're being a jerk. Uh, and it's a, it's a very short-sighted you know, mindset, by the way, uh, to do that, guys and gals. But you can prevent that from happening on yourself with ClickSeas. Right. Uh, which, which no is affiliation awesome. to them, by the way. That's just what I use. <laughs> I love it. So, dude, when, when, when we talk about the different ways you're getting leads, so you're getting leads through SEO. Uh, we, right. we walk through what you did there. You're getting leads through Facebook. Uh, you walk through some of the ways you're, you're launching ads there, and uh, you're, doing, you're doing Google pay-per-click. Is there anything else you're doing uh, to drive leads, or are those three the primary uh, sources you guys are That's getting? That's pretty much primary source I got. I've done mailers and stuff before. Some of them worked well. Some of them were total bust, but um, mm -hmm. it's a different experience I find online. Like someone's yep. reaching out to you versus you reaching out to them. Well, they're, they're, they're a lot more motivated. I feel in that what that's what we found, right? Cause they're actively seeking out a solution right. and they're in the driver's seat. They're, they're, they're the person who is landing on a website, looking through things and at their choosing, they're saying, I'm going to call you to help me versus right. kind of pound it down their throat. Um, so you, you've got the three marketing methods and I'll talk with even a lot of our successful clients where, man, they're just jamming on SEO and that's all they're doing is SEO and they're getting good deals. Right. right. But I'm going, damn, if you guys would just add this other part to it, you would amplify your results. And so uh, in the, in the notes there, you talk about remarketing and leveraging remarketing with the different, um, different things you're doing. How, how important for you, Brian is Facebook remarketing? for your Google ads and for your SEO? And, and are they are they making the results of those better? It's huge. We'll get a lead on retargeting and remarketing ads for like 20%. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's cheap. Like you don't have to spend a lot of money. Like just, you have to, number one, everyone, if you don't get anything else from this, you have to have a Facebook pixel on your website. Yep. Just because you capture that data. But you can stick a campaign up for five bucks a day on Facebook. And what it's doing, say you get a hundred people to your website from Google pay-per-click or SEO, whatever say five, fill out a form. You got those other 95 people, they showed intent that they want to sell their house, but they're just not mm. ready yet. Yep. So just be in front of them for when they are ready. It might take a week or two, you know? And dude, especially during the COVID time. So we've shared this data before and man, I had it, I wish I had it up in front of me, but when we were looking at the 2020 data in aggregate and every single week we were tracking it through the COVID time, uh, as soon as that March time hit, when a lot of the States started to shut down, um, the searches dropped by about 20 to 30%. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, for two weeks, two to three weeks until things kind of normalize and people figured out, okay, the world's not ending. We need to figure out a way to go back on real life. Uh, conversion rates dropped immediately by 30%. And, and while the searches after about three weeks, uh, by April, they were starting to pick up and the searches for sellers, buyers actually got stronger than pre COVID numbers, your conversion rates since COVID have still stayed down by about 15%. Now, so uh, people are still converting like mad online, but, but the conversion rate soft. And when we think about this, well, we go, why, right? And we, we've done surveying of sellers. We've talked to people and the general consensus that we're finding, this is also one of the reasons why uh, the real estate market in many areas is really hot because of low, um, uh, low yeah, inventories is some of those sellers, that small majority, that small minority, that 10, 15, 20% of sellers are holding off. They're saying, well, I want, I want to see, you know, what, what's going to happen after, after this COVID stuff is done, or maybe I don't feel comfortable moving right now, or maybe because inventories are so low now because of a lot of the COVID stuff that they can't find a place to move into. So they want to sell, but they're not ready. Or maybe their foreclosure got stopped. Right. And so now their motivation, they were doing the search a month ago, but now their, their foreclosure got stopped. The urgency isn't on them, but it will begin in three months or six months. Guys, that right there is why retargeting is so critical is right. in addition to those people who you're just going to remind, you know, that are ready to sell now. What about all those people directly impacted by COVID that you're spending money or time to get to your site? They want to sell, but maybe in a month they're going to be ready or two months or six months, they're going to be ready. And you've been in front of them for six months with videos, like Brian mentioned, walking through, you know, blasting objections with a, a testimonial or a direct ask ad where it says, Hey, do you need to sell your house? Who are they going to reach out to in four months uh, when they've seen Brian's ad in front of them? you know, four times a week, uh, for four months straight, they're gonna reach out right. to him for sure. That's critical, man, dude. So uh, calling leads quickly, especially right now in a competitive market, what's your guys' process. Once a lead comes in, Brian, what happens with the lead and what do you guys do to make sure that you're getting good follow-up on it? It gets called within like a minute. Like you have, you have to be so fast calling these leads. Hmm. Just like say, for example, in the Google example, I gave Google pay-per-click, if they fill out the top three websites, usually first one ends, getting if getting the appointment. Yep. So if you wait a half an hour, an hour, they already talked to your competitor mm. and you're like, and oh, no, I already got a guy coming out. Now you're bidding against each other. Gotcha. Yep. So yeah. And you get the text through carrot. I mean, you immediately know it's there and then you, yeah, you just call them even. And I even have uh, people that call the f call in. We have, we, I set up an answering service just because I don't want to answer the phone all the time, mm -hmm. uh, but they'll uh, answer the phone and set up an appointment. Gotcha. So you can call at three in the morning. You get, you need to be in like, they need to get a hold of someone all the time. Dude. So with, with that text, I was talking with RJ Bates out of Texas. He, he's been a client, a carrot client for a long time. They do a couple hundred deals a year. And for him, he said that oftentimes they'll turn that carrot text on to where like for a week he has them sent to him. Cause he's like, we get leads from everywhere, but he goes, dude, I know the carrot ones are the hottest ones and I get them and I immediately click them yeah. and he loves closing those ones. So whenever he's working deals, oftentimes he goes, turn the carrot one on to me. I want to tackle some stuff this week, which yeah. is, interesting. I like it. I like, I like, I like hearing that anyway. So Con conversion rates. I know we kind of broached the subject of that at the very start of this, you know, where you said, Hey, I turned carrot on and, and it worked. Um, and you're a guy who, who has experience in digital marketing, you're a guy who knows this breeds this, um, how for, for someone who has less experience in that, and they're thinking about getting Wix or, 
setting up their own WordPress site or even the other investor sites in the market that might claim to be high converting kind of what, what would you suggest for someone with your experience level, Brian, on the conversion side of it with what you've experienced with care versus other stuff? Yeah. So the conversions are high. Like I, like I even look at Sam running Facebook ads, which Facebook's algorithm is very creepy smart. Too. So they're sending the right traffic to your website. Yeah. But sometimes we'll have a 30% conversion, hmm. like which is unheard of in the in, in anywhere. Yep. So it's really high. And I, I was even talking with Chad, my partner. I'm like, dude, are these numbers real? Because it's like we said some people on the website and this many converts and they're real. Yep. You know, so it converts really well. And I think the uh, thing that qualifies the lead too is a step two. I think mm-hmm. that is a huge port. Like, okay, the homepage converts, but the step two converts and weeds out the garbage. Yep. to actually have a qualified person that's coming to you that you uh you're calling on you know dude and that that's so critical man so going going back years like when when we were hammering away at at testing all the different form types and form fields now we've tested all the way from one form field uh literally like just address to nine form fields you know yeah. pr- pretty much the step 2 just on on page 1 and a lot of sites at that time, uh, you know, in, in the real estate industry, when Carrot started, they were the long form fields. A lot of them were, it was asking right. for everything, everything in the kitchen sink and, um, and just following. And this is something that I'd suggest everyone do that is listening to this is if you want to get better at marketing, don't just look at what's happening in real estate. Like go look at stuff outside of the industry, go look at stuff, you know, like Brian does e-commerce and there's other things, go find out what's working well in insurance, go find out what's working well in other industries, then bring those ideas over. And we were starting to see that all the time that you know, obviously, obviously short form fields convert better than asking for a lot of information. Uh, the drawback with that is if you ask for a little bit of information, you're going to get less qualified, less qualified leads if you ask for more information, you're going to get lower, lower conversions. So that's when we test the two together and you kind of find a good, perfect marriage. Uh, so for the, for the motivated seller site and buyers too, we found three form fields y'all is the optimal number where you get a good mix of high conversion and qualification. Uh, so for sellers, it's property address first, then phone and email. And just walking you through the thinking of this again, we didn't, this wasn't haphazard. This wasn't something like other people are in our industry. Well, they'll look at what Kara did and then they'll create something that kind of looks like it thinking they've got the magic sauce. The magic sauce is knowing why that actually works. It's like knowing why you put your property address before phone and email. It's knowing why you put property address, then phone, then email. Um, guys, when we put phone email first, or when we put name up there, the conversion was lower because it's a higher risk ask. But if you put an address in, everyone can put their address in. That's a really lower, you go to, you go to Zillow and you put your address in. And so you always start with the low resistance ask first, because as soon as someone can put something in, that's very easy to put in, then it makes the likelihood that they're going to put the next thing is in a lot higher. And so there's a lot of that psychology built in. So make sure that you're not jacking up your homepage and adding five form fields. Like I've seen on some carrot sites and it pains me. Like I sometimes want to log in there and go like, oh, I just want to delete all those form fields you just added. Um, but keep the forms uh, as they are. Modify them a little bit if you need to, but then modify your content where needed. So dude, uh, one, one thing that, that we were talking about earlier was direct mail. And uh, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in this right here is, is number one, I feel online is where you get your highest targeted, highest motivated clients. Uh, and, and with, with SEO, you get a lot of that evergreen action, right? Like you get a ranking, like we were showing before you do the work once for a period of time, but then it works for years, not weeks. Right. 
Um, but offline, oftentimes where you get your volume. And so when you're talking to people who are uh, you have big house flippers, big wholesalers are doing 10, 20 deals a month. It's going to be really hard to do that in one market just with online. Now you can do 10 deals a month for sure online in certain markets. Keith Sant, one of our guys, he closed nine deals in, in November just from care up in the Tacoma market. Um, but your volume is going to come from your offline, your direct mail, cold calling or whatever. Uh, but you tried direct mail, dude. And, and what went well for you? What didn't go well? Are, are you going to test it again? Or is it something you're checking off the box and say, been there, done that? Okay, here's what worked. What worked for me was yellow letters. Yep. People called that. It worked well. Um, I didn't like all the people calling me because they're mm-hmm. keeping me on my phone. Like old ladies or something calling me, talking to me for half an hour. Yeah. So just because they're like, you really drove by my house? You know? <laughs> um, so those worked. They, they got phone calls. And then uh, we decided at the beginning of this year, hey, we're going to make a business looking fancy postcard mm. mailed it to 5,000 people, had zero calls. Mm. It's like, I don't, I, I don't know if I sent you the picture of it. It looked really no. nice. And like, it was an awesome postcard. Yep. And yellow letters convert, that didn't. It's like, <laughs> it, was, it, it blows my mind. Yeah. And if you, I don't know, I only buy one zip code. So maybe I just mailed it to the zip code or something because I can't target one zip code on Facebook, stuff like that. Yep. But I don't see any reason to me personally. Yeah. Well, dude, so that, that, that's interesting psychology, right? When, and I think it's something worth spending a few minutes on for sure of the, the ugly yellow letter, right. Mm -hmm. Versus the really pretty professional thing. And I think most people, their, their general first inclination is I want it to look pretty, lots of white space. It needs to look like it came out of Silicon Valley. You know, open door has things that look pretty. I want to have mine look pretty too. And believe me, guys, like I want my stuff to look pretty. Yeah, I want it to look very pretty and like me be proud of it. But what I what I learned years ago was it doesn't matter how proud I am of how this marketing looks. All that matters is whether that marketing message resonates with the person reading it and the way that it is put together is eliminating all resistance from them taking the action I want them to take. And what we had found with the website stuff too, because we'll get, we'll get some people saying, well, yeah, you know, I just, I just want this to look quote unquote cleaner. I'm like guys, we have tested the flat out tons of white space, low text, but there's a trade-off. If you don't want to have a lot of text on your website, you're going to give up SEO rankings. Number one. Okay. Um, number two, uh, you, you need to have as much, as many words on your, on your website as you need to make the sale and build trust and credibility, but no fewer than you need. And way too many people have way too few words to make the sale, to blast, all, to blast through all the, all the limiting beliefs and objections. And that's probably kind of going into that yellow letter. You know, it was a very simple format that's familiar to them. Hey, a letter that someone sat down and wrote or looks like they wrote versus right. something that is businessy that is screamed sales. Probably they're trying to sell something to me versus someone connecting with me. Uh, but number two, and I, I don't know what, what yours look like, but possibly the yellow letters had more information. It, 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 if, if the average person were to send that to their designer sister, who, who I've got this before, Brian, you've probably got it as a digital marketing guy before yeah. my sister looked at this and she's a designer <laughs> and, uh, and she just thinks it's way too wordy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is your sister a motivated seller perhaps and just inherited a house? Well, no. Well, it doesn't matter what she thinks then. Right. It right? <laughs> doesn't yeah. matter what she thinks then. Yeah. So guys, don't run your marketing by your sister or your brother who's a designer. Um, it doesn't matter what people think that it looks like. All that it matters is, is it amazing on mobile? Is it, are the words the right words that are going to 
help bring them in, join the conversation in their mind, guide them through a sales process, eliminate objections, and give them an easy path to do the next thing. Um, all the other stuff doesn't matter. Brian, so in, in, in your marketing stuff, have you found similar trends happen in other industries too, where uh, you really want the pretty thing to work, man, but the ugly thing uh, worked better? Uh, it's not always that way, but... Yeah, it, well, I see it a lot on the SEO side, especially like say mm -hmm. with e-commerce, we were talking about that yep. before. <clears throat> e-commerce, they want a nice... They're selling product. They're not selling mm -hmm. information. Yep. So they want a nice, clean design, nice, clean brand. Um, but we need the words yep. on the page to rank. So, so we was, it's always that constant battle with design versus ranking and traffic and sales. In the mm. end of the day, sales and leads are what matter. Yep. You know, yep. There's artsy people and stuff. I'm not one of them, but a lot of them like to on the, on that side. But yeah, I've I've seen that a lot. And then you always have that battle of finding that happy medium there. Mm. Yeah, you know? I, I love it. Yeah, I've only got a couple of questions for you, <clears throat> and uh, one one of them is this. So this just popped up in mind. People are probably asking, dude, Brian's getting a bunch of leads. Uh, it sounds like you collab with other wholesalers in the market, which is right. awesome. And then you buy and hold. And I don't think we really talked a lot about that. Your primary strategy is buying and holding these deals. But um, dude, since, you, since you've been with Carrot, kind of how have results been for you? Leads have been great, but what about on the deal closing side of things? What's your ROI been? Uh, what's your deal volume been look like? Mine's pretty good. I have a different model than most investors because mm -hmm. real estate is not my primary business. Like I'm a yep. hobby real estate guy. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I buy four or five properties a year. Um, so, and normally what I'm doing is I'm buying only in my zip code. I don't have time to drive real far. Yep. I buy junk houses. Like these houses are uh, two, three, 30 yard dumpsters worth of junk. Mm. I buy them. I put like 30, 40 grand into them and I rent them. Yep. Um, and I do like three or four of them a year. They're nice neighborhoods. I get good people in there and that's my strategy. Uh, I can over, I can pretty much outbid or overpay most investors here. Cause I don't need the, uh, the profits i'm not living on mm -hmm. it but for example i just bought a property we're just finishing uh we're gonna be listing it on the rental market next uh probably like a week or so just got done remodeling yep. we got it for 100 put maybe 35 into it and probably appraise at 200 Yeesh. cool so there's big yep. margins it's stuck in equity i'm not cash like i've never sold a property i don't even know how to sell a house mm -hmm. i just hoard them but um <laughs> but the equity's there though so there are big numbers yep. and the houses that we're getting find find a site in it in a it's really important. Like on the messaging, they, they're like, okay, this guy's local. And he, this is, they'll buy our stuff rather than agents. Like I can't list this house, mm, you yep. know? Yep. Um, so, and I like those kind of properties. A lot of investors want the stuff that doesn't need much work, mm -hmm. but so that's really my model. I go in, buy, fix, and then, um, then I'll pull the loan money back out for whatever it's in. And I can just keep repeating BRRR like method, you know? Yep. I, I love it. Dude, what, so what are you doing with those, those other leads? Like you're mentioning out of the zip codes, so you're sending them to other wholesalers. Has that been working out well to, to be able to co-wholesale some of those deals or is there uh, still yeah. opportunity there that you feel? No, it works well too. And that's important for other investors too, in different areas. Like if you have leads that you can't, that are outside your area, like I have some really good guys that we work with. Um, and all I do is forward about, I just press forward. I send mm -hmm. it to them. They run the whole lead and they'll, uh, if they close, we split Yep. You know what I mean? So all those extra leads, it, it pays for our ad. Like we market for free Yep. just because those, make, they make profit too, but it's paying for all the ad spend, mm. even on, a, on the areas that I can't deal with. I love it. Um, so other investors, anyone can do that. The problem is you just find investors that you can trust and, and work with good people, obviously. 
Dude, so we interviewed, um, he's up in Chicago, Dennis Fassett. And Dennis Fassett, he's, not, he's been on here a couple of times. And before he went full-time, which was just recently, uh, he, he, he's been part-time investor for you know, 10 years. Um, his strategy was he's the marketer guy. Like he crushes it with carrot ranks really well on Google, gets a bunch of leads. And he did very similar to what Brian's talking about guys and gals where he would take those leads and he collabed with two local home buyers and he sent all the leads to them for years. And, uh, and he was earning multiple six figures a year, just in his cold wholesaling fees, just by being the marketer. And so when, when you, when you really talk about investing in real estate or doing what we're doing, there's another option there where some people, and this is kind of where I was, I'm not the guy who wants to go out and wholesale and flip houses. That's just not, that's not what I want to do. I love the lead gen side of it. I love buying and holding the assets over the long term. And so if you find that you're the same way, guys, you guys can leverage carrot, generate a crap ton of leads and collaborate with all the other ones who have that problem of leads. And then you share with that and you can create an amazing income doing what you like to do. And it's, it's really fun too. It's really fun. So Brian, I'll, I'll finish with this, man. We didn't have a chance to talk about this, but I want to make sure that people know. Uh, so we talked that you have a digital marketing agency. That's what you've been doing for years. You're crushing it. I can see the results in the back end. Like I see the leads. I've been seeing them for a long time. Uh, when, when, when we're looking in our data after I uh, had originally saw your ad and saw that your ads are damn good. I'm like, where does Brian land in the overall scheme of all of our clients? And I can tell you guys, he's definitely in the top 10% uh, in you know, possibly higher than that. And he's crushing it. And so you do this for other people. Um, why don't you talk about what you do for other people on this side of things, um, where people can find out about your business. And, uh, we're going to be talking more about how we can work more with Brian and his company as well, uh, within the carrot ecosystem, but how can people find you now? Yeah. So if you want to find me, uh, our website's Mm motivated-leads.com. Um, and we just help investors nationally with SEO, Facebook, Google pay-per-click. Um, that's pretty much it. We just try to do it. We're trying to take what we learned and spend all the money doing and duplicate for other people. Yep. You know, in different areas. I love it. So motivated-leads.com or did yep. I get that right? Cool. Yeah, motivated. Yeah, you got it. Awesome. Motivated-leads.com. And like I said, guys, I, I want to bring Brian back on and you and I haven't talked about this a lot, but uh, we're going to close the loop after we have our, our company retreat here in a couple of weeks. I'm kind of in retreat mode right now, yeah. uh, but I want to close the loop with you, dude, because you've got so much amazing stuff that we can teach. We can uh, help a lot of people and find ways that we can work with you more tightly because as, as, as we go through and teach people a lot of these things in the podcast, I think everyone's head is nodding saying, yes, yes, yes. I want to do that. But so many people are either too busy, they don't have the time, or they just flat out um, would rather pay someone to do that work. And so that's where we're going to serve you guys even better this coming year, hooking you up with amazing providers who can do that and or even better education from from those uh, practitioners just like Brian out there in the wild, driving lots of leads, uh, using all the different methods, which I love. Um, so Brian, toss over to you, man, to, to wrap this puppy up. Uh, I know you, you had a chance to kind of walk through your story and talk about what you're doing and, and we'll, we'll have you back on and go into more detail and maybe the Facebook ad side of it, but any, any parting words for people that are, that are considering, uh, that are considering getting carrot versus going custom or versus something else. If they're on the fence going, man, you know, carrots, a hundred, 200 bucks a month. Um, is it worth it versus paying 10 bucks a month for a custom, you know, website on, on a host? Uh, what would you suggest that they do? Uh, well, average wholesale deal in the U.S. is ten grand. Mm-hmm. So even losing one of those deals is just huge money. I, I, mm-hmm. I, 
I even, I just refer to guy over to you guys today. Like <laughs> all of our clients, like I get a lot of investors that come to me. They don't have web. They're a lot of them are real realtors. They're mm-hmm. investors also. They're like, well, we need a, a website. So I send them over to you guys, but like, mm-hmm. I, Seriously, like I don't get commission or anything. Like I just send them to you guys. You know what I mean? No, dude, it, we need to get hooked up in the affiliate program, man. Go, go yeah, to yeah. carrot.com forward slash affiliate. Get on the affiliate program. We'll start sending you checks. But I appreciate you big time, man. I appreciate you sharing on here and and uh, just being a, a, an evangelist for carrot. It's something I, I'm passionate about working with amazing clients that are positive, that execute the, the program and that, that share it with others. And and I'm, I'm pumped to keep growing with you and keep, keep, keep uh, getting to know you, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, man, it's cool. For sure. Well, guys, go to motivated-leads.com if you guys want to check out how Brian and his team can help you guys out. And like I said, very soon, we're going to get you in the Carrot ecosystem as well, where we can work with you more. But uh, guys, go execute uh, what Brian walked through. Uh, there's a few different things I want to run through, run through really, really fast. So number one, don't overcomplicate the process. Okay, launch the Carrot site, create those location pages, you know, write uh, custom content for them, but it doesn't have to be complicated. Go back, look at the YouTube version of this to sh- so I, where I can show you exactly what those pages look like on his site. Number two, uh, you don't have to complicate the design of it. Even if there's other carrot sites in that market, um, Brian basically put a logo up there, chose one of the designs, modified some of the content. That's pretty much it. And he's getting great, great results. And then from there, you can always stack and add on things to make it even better. You can always stack on more credibility. You can always do those types of things to ramp results up even more. Uh, But number three then, guys, is start with one marketing method, but do if you're going to do online, we suggest Google, Facebook, and SEO exactly like like Brian's doing. Because with SEO, you get the evergreen side of it, the evergreen leads. It takes work up front. It's going to take time and patience, but you get evergreen results for years after that. Uh, But then you fill that gap in in the short term with your Google ads and Facebook ads. Uh, What Brian walked through works insanely well. You guys can go check out some of the training that we have in those topics. Our three lead per day training, that's only a hundred bucks, walks you through how to do SEO. And we have a Facebook course as well and some good Google ads um, resources. But guys, uh, if you want to have Brian do it for you, let's go to carrot or go to not carrot.com yet. (laughs) Go to motivated-leads.com and we'll get him in the marketplace soon. But Brian, man, appreciate the time. I appreciate you sharing your story. And uh, and man, uh, best of luck to you this year. I'm, I'm pumped to see you acquire five, 10 more houses this year, hopefully. Yeah, thanks, man. Glad you invited me. Cool. Well, guys, uh, head over to, uh, to Apple Podcasts or head over to Spotify. Hit that subscribe button. And if you guys got some value out of this episode, I want you to go to the review section, the rating section. Give us a rating and review. Uh, that's what gets this podcast ranked higher. That's what gets more and more people in front of us. So we can spread more positivity, possibility, and get amazing guests just like Brian on. So uh, amazing spending time with you guys this week. Have an amazing rest of the week, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you.